Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to Kickstarter Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, I'll discuss prospecting tools to seal the next domain deal. And so oftentimes, I believe many domain investors uh, get involved in domain investing. And so obviously, there is great excitement around the buying portion, but not so much uh, when it comes to putting in the hard work to go out to sell. While some of us are naturals at selling um, and just have that, I guess you'd say that that gifting or that talent, or we've developed the skill to sell, others of us, uh, you know, don't have a clue as to where to begin. Um, and so we're either at ground zero, while most of us are likely below ground zero in terms of uh, sales and sales tactics uh, when it comes to selling uh, the you know, your domain names or just trying to figure out, you know, who um, is the right audience in terms of uh, who would be the best fit to buy your given domain name. So that being said, I'll share with you a number of paid and free tools to research and identify domain uh, buyers. So let's go ahead and let's get started. So um, obviously there are a number of tools here in terms of um, that, that the domain community or domain investing community has used. So I'm, I'm not going to necessarily talk about those tools. I'll definitely mention them. They are domaintools.com, domainiq.com, and then whoisology.com. So those are, uh, some of the ones that you could definitely go to if you wanted to understand who owns a given domain, or, uh, if you, you know, Let's say you find a company and so you want to see is this company because a lot of companies are into building domain portfolios, but they do it silently. Um, that being said, they they want to do that because they want to protect uh, their their IP um, and just their overall online strategy or digital strategy when it comes to purchasing uh, domain names that are likely, you know, industry keywords or industry leading keywords. Um, and so, you know, you want to kind of keep that thing quiet in terms of uh, not tipping your competition so that they start also trying to develop a, a domain name portfolio. So those are the likely tools that most people, uh, especially new domain investors, will run across in terms of getting started. But in addition to those tools, and those tools are paid, um, there are some free tools that most of us you know, use um, on a daily. And so those free tools obviously are the search engine. So you look at Bing, um, Google and are, are likely the biggest two. And then there are an assortment of other um, search engines likely used by domain investors to, you know, research a company name, research news around um, a company or even an industry or market based on what that given domain is. And so Google and Bing are likely the uh, largest two that are used. Um, another avenue for prospecting or, you know, attempting to find that that next domain buyer are uh, social media platforms. And so you have um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and, and I'll say Instagram, although, I mean, Instagram is um, a different animal altogether. It's more really personal. I would say that you're likely going to be able to find, um, you know, more about a company uh, on, on the likes of a LinkedIn, um, Facebook, 
and then Twitter. And I like to say that you're going to spend most of your time scouring LinkedIn to be able to find individuals of a company um, and then just kind of work the relationship tree or the network from there to be able to hopefully get in contact with the right person. I've done a number of deals where buyers have actually found me through LinkedIn. Um, likely they look up a domain name, they look up who is, they see that it has my contact information. Um, and then they, you know, begin to search for my company, uh, DN Strategies, uh, as well as Kickstart Commerce. And then they figure out I'm a real person. And then of course they likely look on LinkedIn just to see what uh, relevant experience or background that I may have or um, or just to really go, is this person real? Do they have a picture? Are they active on LinkedIn um, or just social media in general? And so that being said, buyers will use it to find you, but you can also use it to uh, prospect and, and, and likely find a host of uh, individuals um, within a given, you know, decision making role at a company to be able to, um, you know, approach them about buying your name. Now, I will say that, you know, before hopping into these other prospecting tools, one of the key things is, you know, one often things that I, I often experience rather is people or are people that they email you or they'll connect with you, let's just say on LinkedIn. And, you know, it's like, hi, Alvin, I'm such and such. By the way, will you go ahead and sell me? Um, will you sell my domains or broker my domains for me? And not really uh, having even known me prior to that. And so oftentimes, even when I, I'll connect with someone, you know, just because they'll say, hey, I want to, you know, just connect with you, follow you, follow you on your blog. That's that. That's our initial message. And then I'll respond, you know, just thanking them. And then it's that second response that I get either if they didn't do it out of the gate, they do it out of the, you know, they do the second or follow up response of, hey, you know, I have this portfolio and I'm a domain name investor and I value your insight. Can you um, give me a valuation or appraise these domains or tell me um, what I can do to actually sell them? And so that's a complete turnoff. Um, you know, whether it's a domain investor or whether it's just people in general, that is not a good tactic. Um, and so that's one way, obviously, to get removed as a connection if you are on LinkedIn or unfollowed or blocked or muted if you're on Twitter or uh, Facebook. And so one of the things that that you really have to focus on is that it's more than just the domain name sale that's at stake. It, it, it's about a personal connection. You know, people buy um, because of people. Uh, there are people who are out there, you know, they're able to. I mean, they'll sell you your own skin just because you like them. Um, and I go, that is a when you start thinking about people will sell you things that you already have based on just y'all's re relationship, just because you like that person, you you like how they made you feel, the vibe that they gave you. Um, it's not even about really what you bought and how um, whether or not it's a necessity. It's about that relationship, how that person made you feel. And so at the end of the day, that's one of the things is you can have all the prospecting tools, but if you don't have the ability to connect with a person um, before the sale, then, you know, I definitely advise you, you know, definitely go work, work on 
um, that skill, that art of making a connection first before getting to the ask. Um, and so oftentimes don't come out of the gate with a hard sell. Um, and, you know, for some people, they'll tell you, well, that really doesn't make sense if you just go ahead and go out and, you know, start selling and the quicker I get to a no, it gets me to a yes. And while that's true, I also go, yeah, but now you've burned a bridge that if another domain in the future that actually was a, a greater match was for them, they'll always remember, oh, well, that's the guy who friended me on LinkedIn and then tried to sell me, hard sell me um, on the initial contact or the follow-up contact. So, uh, you know, just a word of wisdom there, nugget of truth. Um, that, that does, that's regardless of the prospecting tool that you use. I just say, Hey, use your head, um, in terms of make the connection first before you try to sell. So, like I said, those are, uh, just free tools using search engines, using social media networks, and then obviously using, um, just familiar domaining tools, um, within the industry. So some of these other ones, though, that I'm about to mention, you likely may or may not have heard of, or you may have run across them. Um, likely is not the case. But so for me, I've had a 20 uh, year career in software development and um, software engineering. And so um, I've worked at a number of startups. And so in that startup phase, it's always been about lead generation. How do we generate leads for um, enterprise customers? Uh, as well as, you know, middle tier or middle market customers. And so I've had the pleasure of um, being a part of teams, sales teams, marketing teams, technology teams um, that, you know, had a heavy focus on lead nurturing. And so I was exposed to a number of uh, prospecting tools that you may very well find uh, benefit from. Now, I will say that some of the these tools range from the lower end of the spectrum in terms of pricing, in terms of affordability, but then they also swing to the higher end of the spectrum to where, you know, something like a media options, which they're pretty big and they do millions of dollars of, of domain sales in a given year. So someone like them, they may use more of the higher end tools than they do a lower end tool. And so for you as a domain investor, if you're starting out, I, I certainly say, you know, don't turn a deaf ear here as I'm speaking to um, more of the higher end tools, but just know that, you know, these tools exist. And as you may very well grow your business from, you know, selling the three figure, four figure and jump into five, six, and maybe even seven figure domain sales, know that there are different prospecting prospecting tools that are available to you um, that'll, you know, get you more finite information and help you to uh, identify and, um, you know, focus on any a given set of domain buyers or at least leads to go and buy um, domains and sell your domain. So, that being said, let's go ahead and jump in. Most, um, I will say that m most of of uh domain investors have likely heard this tool this next tool that i want to mention to you which is um hunter.io um and again that is hunter.io and so many there are many um folks that have uh used this tool and basically it's a tool that allows you to find you know email addresses um in seconds and then connect 
uh, with people that, you know, that matter for your business. So those who likely may be in search of a domain name. Now, it's not particular in terms of um, not to say that Hunter specializes in people who want to buy domain names, but it's more of it's a service that you can put in a company name and it'll spit back. Um, email addresses that are associated with that company name. So for instance, you may put in something like, uh, let's say you have a, um, let's say you have something like Capital Factory, which Capital Factory is a, um, like a startup incubator here in Austin. So you may put in like capitalfactory.com. Um, and it may give you a list of, of email addresses of, of names of people, um, to email, that may be good because you may, you know, specialize in startup um, or brandable uh, domain names. And so you may find a person who fits the description that may get you in contact with someone who may very well, um, you know, be a match for your domain names. And so there are, you know, a number of um, different ways that you can use uh, hunter.io, whether it's, you know, email, just a quick email verifier or, you know, finding an email. Um, and so they they also have API docs uh, or rather an API um, capability. So if you have a CRM system that you use to collect uh, information about domain name buyers or, or folks inquiring about your domain names, then this may make sense to where you could actually tie into some of these services, which I highly recommend that any of the prospecting tools that I speak of, you certainly want to ensure that they have um, either an integration point or, you know, an API access that you can, um, you know, take your CRM and, and bounce it off these prospecting tools to either verify that this is truly a, a, an accurate email or to find um, emails likewise. So, from a pricing standpoint, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting um, little tool that basically you pay on the number of requests. And so, you know, they have a free plan, which is like zero, um, basically gives you from zero up to 100 uh, requests on a given month. Um, and then it goes anywhere from like 30 to 70 to 100 almost i think like 150 and then upwards to 300 dollars a month which at 300 dollars is like an enterprise level and i mean you're probably doing upwards of 40 to 50 thousand um inquiries a month in terms of finding uh necessary emails in most cases probably most domainers are going to do uh, I would imagine maybe the free version or even the starter uh, version, which is like $34 a month. And um, the interesting thing is with Hunter.io is that I believe you can save upward of 30% if you pay annually, um, as is the case with most of these tools. There is an annual discount. And so that being said, most of um, most are going to most domain investors are likely going to start out with that starter, $34, and you might move up to that next one, which is like 69 or 70 bucks a month. Uh, but essentially, you know, when you do the request, you'll either be searching on the domain um, or the email finder or verification. And so, um, 
that's hunter.io. So keep that one in your pocket. Um, likewise, if you're looking for something that's um, comparable, then you might want to try Viola Norbert.com. So V I O L A N O R B E R T.com, Viola Norbert.com, or uh, Lead Mine. So E L E A D M I N com. So those two are comparable services to hunter.io. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, they do the same thing. They have a, a number of uh, different features, um, you know, but most of them are, I mean, they're pretty much like services, but I know that some folks have left hunter.io for like a more of um, Viola Norbert uh, and then a few folks have mentioned just how the similarities of uh, Hunter.io with LeadMine.com. So those are likely the tools that most in the industry are using. Now, uh, moving on, I'm going to mention uh, a little bit, I guess you'd say, some of the higher end or mid-level, and then we'll close out with the lower end. And so with the higher end, um, there is a company called Discover Org. Um, and they use discoverorg.com. And I believe that, I think they also use like discoverorg.org and then it redirects to discoverorg.com. But um, they're one that, so I actually uh, was introduced to them through two different startups. And it was quite interesting how both of the startups, we use those to find decision makers uh, within the IT um, department. And so to be able to pitch to them, um, I guess you'd say different, different wares or softwares that, you know, we felt could, that their company as well as their department could benefit from. And so that being said, Discover Org, it is pricey. Um, I think both, I th if I remember correctly, both of the plans that we had for the two separate companies, uh, they were running something almost about two to $3,000 a month. Um, uh, but I will say this, that they offered, um, quite a bit of information in terms of just the sales intelligence. And so you could go into an organization, they give you the name, they give you the email, the address, the, uh, work number, if they had a mobile number and all of these, the, the beautiful thing about it, cause I know you may be saying, why in the world would I want to pay $2,000, uh, for a prospecting tool that I may or may, um, you know, I may or may not even make a domain sale. And so, a part of me, you know, I look at it and I'm going a tool like discover org. Yeah. You better be selling likely one word domains that are going to, um, be well worth, you know, making an investment because you start talking about two to $3,000, that's anywhere from 24 to 36,000 in a given year. Um, and so that can be pretty costly for the domain investor that's starting out. Um, but like I said, for more seasoned domain investor, you know, that that's swinging towards the fence and hitting those six, seven and eight figure uh, domain sales, you know, so somebody like a media options definitely could 
uh, do well using Discover Org. One of the um, interesting things about Discover Org also is that they have a guarantee that information. So if you run across, for example, you find this prospect or you prospect a, a buyer and you make a call or email and that email bounces or the the call um, is a dead number. They guarantee that within 72 hours, it will be updated so that you can actually contact that person. And if it's not, then you get your money back, um, which is something that I thought I was like, man, when our our companies were uh, using those tools, I thought that was phenomenal because that tends to be one of the main issues with pros prospecting tools is the, um, you know, the integrity of the data or the lack of integrity there. In most cases, you know, you you kind of get what you get and you don't pitch fit. Well, in this case with Discover or no, they they say, hey, if you're paying this money, we want you to be able to connect. We want you to be able to have the most up to date information. And so I think personally, that's pretty, um, pretty clever and cool on their part. Uh, obviously, it's not just about, hey, let's let's see if we can how much money we can milk people for. No, they're actually trying to help you do a job and do a job um, consistent and better. The other thing that I like about Discover Org are the triggers that you can set. So you can set announcement triggers. So if, um, you know, a company gets uh, round, you know, funds rounding. And here's the thing. I say companies, but they, they actually split it up. So you have small business, medium, and then enterprise level. And so you can focus within, you know, given markets. And so that's the beauty of just using a tool like Discover Org is that I can come in and say, okay, well, I want to set up a, uh, a trigger or an announcement based upon small business or, or, Likely is the case. I mean, it's not going to be every startup, but formidable startups that actually have traction. And you can set up announcements for when um, a company gets funding or any company of this given size with this many employees. So there are certain facets or attributes that you can basically set these triggers up on so that when you get triggered um, or notified of, hey, this is a list of companies. Not only do you get the company, but you can actually click and see that company's org chart um, or or what's been, I guess, what's visible to Discover Org as the org chart because they're procuring all the different information of uh, which employees are leaving, staying with companies, which companies are getting funding. Um, and so it gives you quite a quite a bit of information to work from. And so that's one of the things that Technically, I love about Discover Org. Do I recommend it for those who are starting out? Eh, probably not. Um, but like I said, it, it is a powerful tool. Um, the only downside, though, is that they don't offer a, a free trial. And so, like I said, I mean, you're coming out of the gate, you know, spending anywhere or investing anywhere between, you know, two to three thousand dollars on the lower end of the spectrum. So but that's discover org uh one that's probably comparable to discover org is zoominfo.com and they they unlike discover org they do offer a free trial but one of the things that i didn't necessarily really care that much for uh, was that they uh they only do annual pricing and so even though discover org does annual pricing at least 
Um, to me, they give more of a, you know, deeper dive in terms of, of, um, you know, when you're scouting their, their, their product, uh, you know, or trying to determine whether or not you're going to use it. Whereas Zoom Info, I didn't really get that feel from them. It was just kind of like, Hey, you can go on a website, put in your email if you want pricing. And, you know, that that's their thing is you give us your email address and we'll give you pricing. And so I, me personally, I don't tend to work like that, but that's them. Um, nevertheless, I've had, um, other folks that have used them that, you know, they go, Hey, we had a better experience with Zoom Info than we did with Discover Org. Still a bit pricey, probably more for your higher end um, agency, you know, domain brokerage or agencies. So definitely feel free to look into zoominfo.com. The other um, is leadbook.com. Uh, and so I don't really consider them more of high high end per se because they've actually put together some pricing plans that go um and i think they have just like one pricing plan now originally they started out and they had a couple of pricing plans and i think they only have one that uh is basically based on like a 99 dollar per month plan and then outside of that it's um you know, if you didn't want to pay the $99, then you could pay as you go. But obviously, it's going to be a bit more expensive because you're paying and they say pay per credit. So they have uh, different actions that are tied. And so to me, although it's a it, it's a good tool, it looks good. It looks intuitive um, from everything that I could tell. I've not used it, but it. From what I could tell, like I said, it looks intuitive. It looks easy, rather easy to use, um, and it gives you information. But the complexity behind it was just that they had that as you can go plan. And I'm, I'm kind of one of the people. I'm like, look, just put it to me simple. Don't start trying to tell me I need to buy 18 credits, and now I got to do a credit conver, um, some sort of credit conversion, and and all of that. But nevertheless, it does rank up there. Um, you know, with the Discover Org, Zoom Info, and then uh, Leadbook, those tend to be the the hires. Um, and and so closing out um, this list, you know, I definitely want to share with you uh, roughly five other tools that you could use basically to discover business leads, um, possibly for your domain names. And so those. Um, there are five, and so one of them I've actually used and still continue to use to this day. The others um, I don't use, but they do, at least from my research, I was able to figure out what all that they um, that they offer. And so most of these were recommended, you know, based upon um, a number of reasons, but these five distinct areas of interest, which is the cleanliness of data, uh, filters and data attributes that were available, um, the affordability for like a small business or even a proprietor, um, CRM integrations, and then just the ease of use. And so these tools that, that I'll discuss with you, they were uh, ranked up on those five things. Now I go, that's likely the list of five things. If you take nothing else from this podcast that I go, I don't care what prospecting tool it is. Number one, you need to be sure that you're able to use it in such a way that you're getting clean, 
up-to-date data. There's nothing worse than trying to reach out. You're trying to cold call people. You don't have the right number or you don't have the email and emails are bouncing and, and um, you know, your email provider or your ISP then bans you because you've sent a number of emails out that, you know, return back void. And so you want to make sure that no matter the prospecting tool that it's about the cleanliness of data. Also, uh, you want to be sure that that they offer these prospecting tools offer you the ability to filter and search. Now, obviously, with the free tools, Google, Bing, social network, uh, they're not going to be able to, you know, offer you too much. I mean, yeah, there are pay-per-click uh, networks that are out there that could help you find leads, but they don't necessarily give you the person's name um, as a traditional prospecting tool does. But nevertheless, you need to have filters and just data attributes um, that are available. Like I, I always key in on you want the name, you want the gender, you want uh, the phone number, you want the email address, and you want the title of the person. Those, you know, five things are critical. Um, obviously, you can start getting into the number of employees, the number of uh, just the amount of revenue of a given business. I mean, those are good. But if I had to choose, those are going to be my top five, meaning the, the name, um, the role of that person, uh, the phone number, email address. Those are going to be my top choices. Um, in terms of just the attributes that I want to see. And then obviously, you know, starting with when you're starting out, you certainly are trying to lower your expenses because most of those expenses are going into domain names, investing in domain names. So you want to make sure that these tools are affordable. Um, and then last but not least, obviously, if you're not using a CRM and you're starting out, man, get a CRM, get, I don't care if it's, you know, something free like Sugar or Zoho or even HubSpot, get one of those going so you can actually start keeping contact and keeping history, um, you know, with uh, about people that inquire. Um, because as years pass, the thing that I found is most individuals will contact you one time and then they'll wait a time period and then contact you again and most domain investors aren't necessarily as organized as they ought to be. And so let's say someone contacts you the first time, you tell them 2500 they contact you the next time, two years later, and you tell them something like 1500 Well, had you had a CRM, you would have known, oh, this person contacted me two years old, two years ago at 2500 Oh, great. Let me go ahead and just tell them either 3500 or 4000 uh, But you've got to have that information on hand organized in such a way that you can pull it quick and fast and be able to do that. So like I said, definitely look in the Sugar CRM, HubSpot, Zoho, um, or if you're looking for like a, um, you could use also, you know, there are registrars that are out there that offer um, domain brokering services um, or rather just CRM-like um, services in terms of keeping up. And so you look at something like FD.com, EF. TY.com as well as, you know, Uniregistry um, are just two of the ones that come to mind that keep history uh, based up on um, a given, you know, a given inquiry for a given domain. So make sure that it has CRM integrations. And then obviously you got to be able to use it. it has to be easy to use. So kicking off this list of uh, items, 
um, is one that is basically, it's said to be used for, uh, it's best for cold calling, and it's, uh, I want to say Lusha, Lusha, L-U-S-H-A, and it's actually a Chrome um, extension that basically will help you get direct connection into contact details in LinkedIn. And so, you know, it's a, it's a different solution in terms of, uh, of obviously being Chrome. So if you don't use Chrome, then you kind of, you know, kind of out of luck here. But if you do basically know that it'll help you to, this tool will help you basically be, I be able to identify direct phone numbers, mobile numbers, and, uh, email addresses, you know, as you browse social networks, um, especially Twitter and LinkedIn for profiles. And so, you know, it's simple to get started. You can download it, um, using, a, using Chrome extension, um, install that Chrome extension. And basically you're allowed, I believe it was like up to five, uh, contact details per month for free. Uh, and so that, you know, that basically allows you to test the waters uh, with it. And so the power in this solution is that it's simple. You know, it is just straight up simple. It's a, it is a browser plugin. Um, how, you know, how simple, more simple do you need it? And so that being said, it, there's also an API, um, you know, which allows you to integrate with CRM. So it's a tool to consider. Um, and, as far as the actual pricing, so once you get out of the the starter of the trial phase, then it's like twenty five dollars a month. You get uh, fifty. They call them contact reveals, so where they show you the information per month, and so that's roughly about you know fifty fifty cents per contact reveal. Um, and they go from like I said, from that five free a month upwards to uh, two hundred dollars a month, and so they have phased approach and um a phase system and also you know they have okay filters and data attributes and so like i said it's a simple thing it's just showing you um phone numbers mobile numbers and email addresses so there's not too much that you know that you're going to need um outside of those just using those and so that use that tool uh, to, to definitely be able to, you know, attempt to find, you know, buyers, especially on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, one of the next, uh, tools is lead411.com. And so if you remember, I spoke about discover org and being able to use triggers, uh, that, you know, based on, um, certain attributes. And so this tool lead411, and that is L E A D numeral four, numeral one, numeral one.com. And it is best used for triggers. And so think about, hey, I want to uh, find companies that have a vice president of IT that is brand new or that just left. Um, Or, you know, I want to find companies that have a marketing director or marketing VP, um, that, you know, just accepted a role or just left from that role. And so oftentimes you can find decision makers, and this is one of the, the lower end tools, um, from an affordability standpoint, from an ease of use standpoint that will allow you to, um, you know, set custom triggers. And so it, it, 
it definitely provides a source of uh, fresh leads um, that you're able to integrate, you know, into your to your business. And so you can receive alerts, like I said, based upon, you know, company positions or which companies are growing, what new tech that they're putting in place um, or new marketing campaigns. And like I said, which uh, key contacts of have changed their positions. And so triggers, um, man, I can't speak enough about them. They, they will save you a lot of time on just the research so that as you're, you focus on buying domains and you let the triggers do the work where, so that they'll automatically notify you, you know, when a, when a window of opportunity in terms of, uh, possible domain name buyers, you know, have opened up. And so this will give you a competitive edge, you know, um, over the domain investor who doesn't use a tool such as like a lead for one one. And so very much, um, very much also it, it has a Chrome extension. And so it allows you to create email templates, uh, find work email addresses. And it also allows you to send, I think it's like up to 400 emails that are free. So it's worth, um, it's worth checking out. It does uh, cost, of course it does, um, and it starts out at like $75 a month for 100 contacts, so uh, unlike Lusha, uh, it is, and where Lusha was like, I think like 50 cents uh, per contact, this one is a bit more at 75 cents a contact, because it's like $75 per month versus contact records of 100, so... Um, you know, you can upgrade that to the pro package, which will allow you to do, I think like 300 contacts for $125, which would knock you just shy of 50 cents. Uh, I think it's like 42 cents to be exact. Um, and so then there are team packages that, you know, they go all the way up upwards to 400 $500. And then there are custom packages that lead 411 allows you to. And so, like I said, in terms of its filters and data attributes, it allows you to search for job title, location, uh, industry, company name, company revenue, and number of employees. So it, it in my opinion, I go, it is very much a formidable um, prospecting tool that you could use. And it also allows you to uh, integrate with CRMs. And so, um, I know I mentioned sugar CRM, Zoho, and then HubSpot. And another one that actually comes to mind, uh, that didn't come to mind just moments ago is pipe drive. I know some, uh, there are a few domain investors out there that use pipedrive.com as their, uh, CRM. And so this tool lead 411 will allow you to integrate with, pipe drive so certainly uh look for it like i said this tool is likely best for triggers so if you're that kind of person that's into uh setting up your workflow of hey let me set up triggers based on the portfolio that i'm growing so i'm notified when there are um prospective or prospects uh, that are likely to purchase my given domain or at least be interested in it then you'll want to use lead 411 so next up uh, is a tool that I've used, um, LimeLeads.com, and I totally love this this tool. Uh, it, it's I've used it for um, not only domain um, prospecting, but I've also used it for 
so I was running a or operating a search marketing company and I wanted to find local businesses here uh, within the Austin area. And and so I would use Lime Leads and sometimes I started out in Austin and I jumped to Houston, then Dallas. So I hit the perfect little triangle there, uh, the Texas Triangle, as it's known. And so um, to me, Le Lime Leads is I mean, it's on. It made me think a lot of Discover Org in terms of the the uh, data quality checking. And so, as I used it, and what's interesting, it, Lime Leads does the same as Discover Org. So, if you found that um, a given contact had dead or or a contact was had dead information. You could contact Lime Leads, and then I think there's just like 48, or maybe it was a little bit longer than that. I can't actually remember, but nevertheless, you could contact them and say, "Hey, this was this contact had dead information, and they reimburse you for that search," um, which I thought was incredible because I'm going, "Well, one, it's already been exposed to me, but it had dead information." Um, now it may take them some time to update that information, but they reimburse you so that you actually have another search. But in my mind, I'm like, well, man, I just found the contact. I know the company name. I know the company website. You reimbursed me. Now I can actually use and go and search for another contact. And so, um, there are, I, I believe there were like 3.3 million, uh, company records. Um, now that's in the U.S. So if you're outside the U.S., it probably does you no good. But if your target is uh, our U.S. companies, then this tool Lime Leads will do a great job of um, helping you to find you know possible buyers for your domains. And so um, one of the downsides, though. Uh, although it's quite affordable is that it does it it did not rather cuz I've not used it in a while but it did not integrate with a CRM and so you know if you don't have a CRM then it's not going to make any difference to you but if uh like I said I have a software development engineering background and so if you wanted to uh integrate with pipe drive or sugar crm or zoho or hubspot then you know this tool is likely not going to be able to do that but for the for the, the um amount of effort you're going to spend in terms of searching and, and just the money that you put forth and for what you receive in my i i i loved lime leads i mean you know you could pay as you go and it was something like 20 cents per contact but then the more you go you kind of get a, a discount and so but their starting price if you know let them tell their own story they say hey starting price is like 240 dollars you get 500 contacts per month and then that's you know that equates to something like 48 cents but um you can scale pretty high meaning that you can you know you can buy a hundred thousand contacts if you wanted to uh, which would then, I think it's like a hundred thousand contacts. And I want to say it was, I know it was over $10,000, but it put it somewhere like, um, 12 cents. I, so it must be like twelve and a half thousand dollars but it was like 12 cents per contact, which, uh, like I said, is not, not bad. Obviously they have plan customized plans. So whether you wanted to buy one contact, 10 contacts, um, this, in my opinion is the perfect tool. 
uh, for that. And so, you know, it gives you just like the others in terms of the, the filters and the data attributes. It gives you a job title, location, industry, company name, company revenue, and the number of employees. And it, I mean, it just, it takes seconds uh, to do. And so, like I said, the, the one area that they lack, though, is the CRM integration. Um, but, you know, that, that may have very well changed since I last looked at it, but it was not there at the time that I used it. So definitely take a look at Lime Leads and see what it can do for you. Like I said, I like it because of the data quality checking. Um, next up is um, SalesRipe. And so S-A-L-E-S-R-I-P-E dot com. So it is known really um, even outside of Lime Leads. It's known more for just being low cost leads, period. Hands down, it's going to be um, all of these tools that outside of the the uh, free tools, of course, but um, paid tools, it, it's going to be the one that is going to be the most um, affordable and helping you to find business leads for your domains. Um, and so it is, like I said, it's very affordable. So it's for the small business uh, person or the sole proprietor. And then I think they have something like uh, 50 million business records uh, that come from a wide range um, of sources, whether it's news articles, press releases, social networks, blogs, or online company profiles. And so over, they tout over 90% of the contacts that are listed in their database has an email address. And so their starter package, I think it's like $49. Now, here's the, here's the kicker though. They're $49 per month per user. And so that's a different equation. Obviously, most um, domainers are by themselves. So that's you know, that's not going to be much, but if you were an agency and had a group or a sales team that's using this, that's something to keep in mind that the $49 per month is per user and it allows for 200 contacts per month. I don't know if that's, you know, so I don't know if you pay like $90 a month and you get 400 or if it's $90 and you still only get the 200. I would imagine that it's $49 per month per user per 200 per uh, user, uh, which puts you at roughly about a quarter. Um, so, you know, flip a quarter and, and, and use this. And outside of that, they offer uh, three um, pricing packages. So you got the $49 and then you got like $79 for a thousand contacts. And then it's uh, $129 for 2,500 contacts. So it, by far, it's easy to use um pretty pretty cool sleek interface um but like lime leads it doesn't offer uh, crm integration either so with some of these lower end tools you know you you will kind of you'll give up a bit of the integration um but like i said they with what they're offering and you're after um you're after possible leads, named names, um, so names, titles. I said names twice. Uh, names, titles, locations, um, phone numbers, email addresses. So those are the things that you're after. I mean, if you get that information and they allow you to export it out, hey, it doesn't need to be integrated into 
a, a CRM. In most cases, most CRMs will allow you to import contacts anyway. So as long as you can get that information out, you can put it into your own contact or uh, CRM yourself. Um, so, you know, don't let that be a deterrence from using the tools that don't necessarily integrate well. Uh, as for sales, right, the filters and their data attributes, um, they offer a bit more uh, in terms of you can filter businesses by location, industry, sales volume, number of employees, contact title, contact level, contact job function, technologies used, landline versus mobile phone numbers, one contact per company or versus uh, multiple contacts, a website URL and email address. So, I mean, sales ripe is like, hey, we might be the most affordable out here, but we're going to come with it. We're going to give you everything uh, that, that you're we're going to give you your money's worth, essentially. So um, just know that, you know, like I said, I mean, they're 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 stepping up their game. And so I've not used them. Like I said, I chose lime leaves and uh, fell in love with with it and just didn't look anywhere else. But sales ripe is something that's likely comparable. But be it said that they are known for really just low cost leads. So if you're looking for low cost leads, just to kind of, you know, uh, put your foot, yeah, I guess, in the proverbial uh, dipping our toe in the water to test things out. Sales right may be a good starting point for you. Last but not least, uh, let's talk about data.com. Obviously, Salesforce users, um, you know, if you're in the domain industry and you've had any sort of uh, marketing, marketing automation experience, sales experience, sales intelligence, marketing intelligence experience, then you likely heard of data.com, which is going to be most familiar with Salesforce users. And so it has full integration. Um, one of the great features is it allows you to preview a contact, you know, but it will not show you their, their phone number and email address in that preview, but you can see it before you buy them. And so, you know, this basically will allow you to check your contact, whether or not it matches your ideal company before you, you know, you put down your hard earned money to, uh, purchase that, that prospect or that lead. Um, obviously with data.com, I mean, the majority of their information is coming from Dunn and Bradstreet. So the DMB, um, and you're likely, you know, going to say that, Hey, these companies likely have more than 20 employees. And I think they have, um, almost like 5 million records. Um, I think is what it was. So nevertheless, though, it's pricey. Um, it is pricey. A lot of people use it, but like I said, it's pricey at $1,800 per user per year, up to 300 contacts per uh, month per user, which is like 50 cents per contact. So um, it's on the higher end, and I saved it for last only because um, obviously I go, it's a higher end tool, but really think back to everything that was discussed about the previous tools so sales ripe um lime leads um lusha uh lead 411 and when you start hearing yes data.com i'm not saying that it doesn't have value but in terms of when you're looking for domain uh buyers or possible companies that are going to you know invest let's say you know, $2,500 to $5,000 for a domain, or let's just even take it lower than that, $1,500 upwards to $5,000.
So here it is, here is a tool that starts out at $1,800 per user. And it's, you know, per year. So you look at that and you go, can I sell one domain? And that domain is likely going to have to be two times the cost of the tool. And so at this point, you know, you're saying, can I sell one $3,600 domain that makes sense for this? Or you start looking at Lime Leads and saying, well, shoot, if I'm only paying, you know, $240 in a, in a, in a given year, or I pay as I go, then I've only spent a thousand dollars versus the 1800 and the data is roughly the same, or I've found, you know, small to medium sized businesses. So, you know, I say all that to go, you know, data.com. Yes, it is familiar. It, it ranks up there likely in the case of a, um, discover org but it's going to be one that is like i said if you're familiar with salesforce and um you know you you have that experience then this is going to be likely your tool if you're not i say stick to the other tools yes data.com it does have integrations obviously it's owned by salesforce and so it has a deep integration with uh salesforce crm platform but again it's pricey um it's based on user. And so I don't know that many domain um, investors that have that have hit it big and are using or utilizing a fully integrated um, approach or system in terms of their prospecting. So it's a tool that can be used. Um, it offers a number of filters and data attributes uh, such as location, um, industry, annual revenue, number of employees, type of organization, Fortune 500 and 1000 rankings, which you don't get with the others. And then it also offers, you know, the nominal information of individuals by name, email address, job title, job role, department, and just the rest of the company search uh, criteria. And so the one key thing is they allow you to see upward up until direct phone number and email address just to make sure that it's a good match. So that's a good thing. Whereas the others, they do allow you to see a person and a name, but they don't allow you to see the other, uh, a person's name and title, but they don't allow you to see the other information. So uh, data.com allows you to, you know, to um, to be able to see more than what the others offer, uh, the others being the lower ends. And so... You've heard from me five different tools, LimeLeads.com, which is the best for data quality checking, in my opinion, uh, Lead411.com, which is the best for purchasing triggers uh, or best for purchasing triggers. So using purchasing triggers to find domain buyers, Lusha.com, um, which is best for cold calling, Data.com, which is best for uh, Salesforce users, and then SalesRipe which is best for the, you know, low cost leads. And so, you know, the case is likely that most domain investors or, you know, most of the domain investors that are just starting out are likely going to use Lime Leads and Sales Ripe and then over time likely upgrade uh, beyond those to start using more of the middle and then higher end um prospecting tools and so you know for all short-term use i probably say uh you know all of the options are worth considering 
but like I said, I probably lean more towards Lyme leads and sales right for, for short term. Um, but if you're looking, you know, to, uh, I guess you'd say nurture leads or prospect your leads over time, then, you know, you may want to look at something like a, uh, like Lusha or even lead for one connected to a, um, CRM system that will allow you to begin to message to them at different times based upon uh, behavioral actions that are taken. So whether or not they open an email, um, you know, click a link within the email and so forth. And then obviously, last but not least, is the, the Salesforce integration, which is, I mean, you can go pretty deep in Salesforce integration, but and do a number of things. So if someone has, um, so let's say they inquire about a certain domain and you set it up to where Salesforce can actually see all the domains that you own, then if this person looks at this one domain that may be out of their price range, you may be able to, or I go, you may be able to actually, I know that you can, um, just because I've done a bit of lead nurturing myself, uh, for other companies, but I'm just thinking about this in terms of the domain investor. You could very well say, okay, domain A, they inquired on, but it was a bit out of their range. Um, you can have this set up to where, you know, it has the 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 intelligence to go and look at your domain portfolio, find domains that are like it, that are priced less, and present them with um, different options. And so that's one of the things that you want to start thinking about is how do you create a system that will uh, be, I guess, your 24 by 7 sales uh, person. And so if you're not like me, I'm not really into doing a lot of the outbound sales. In fact, you know, I'm just experimenting in current day of listing. So I, I may purchase auctions and then list them um, immediately to after Nick. Um, so that they have exposure on Afternic platform as well as GoDaddy platform. Um, so I'm not really into the uh, picking up the phone and dialing and cold calling and doing all that. And so uh, one of the things, though, with a background in software development and engineering, I, you know, I always look at how can I actually begin to automate the interactions. Um, now, obviously, it's not going to be able to, I mean, it could do everything, but in most cases, the time that it's going to take to build up to the fully full circle, you know, full life cycle of um, a fully automated or negotiated agreement or nurturing uh, program, it takes a while to build up to that. But nevertheless, it is possible. So, you know, you want to look at those um, tools that can integrate with CRM that will allow you to nurture and will allow you uh, the triggers, the web hooks to actually go out um, and search your domain portfolio and find like names and bring them back and submit them to the person in an email, wait a few days, see if they open it or respond to it, then follow back up. Um, so all of those nurturing paths, those um, scoring paths and everything that can be done. And so it's worth considering. But that being said, that's a whole different episode. And so with that, we're out of time. So I hope that um, you found this to be insightful in terms of finding or identifying prospecting leads uh, or prospecting tools to help you find leads for your next domain deal. And so certainly let me know if you have any questions um, about anything that was covered or any of the tools that were covered. Um, so thank you for listening. 
and tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Also, please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit Kickstart Commerce to subscribe to the weekly newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.